back to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Brianna Butler. Hello. How's it going? It's going okay. Yeah. We are... Bri just fed me dinner. We're at her house. <laughs> Death-free curry. Death-free curry. So it's <laughs> vegan curry. Um, and it was so good. I'm glad you liked it. It's one of our favorite meals, and it's so easy. Yeah. You can post it in the show notes. I can post it's it in the show notes. She so gave me the recipe. Easy. Yeah. It's like... It's chickpea curry. So that's your protein, and... It's got coconut milk and basil and jasmine rice and a bunch of other stuff that's really, really good for you. Yeah. So. Cumin, of course. It's got to have Oh, yeah. Curry powder, curry paste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. good. We'll post a link in the show notes. Yeah. For all y'all who want some death-free food. <laughs> We're all about that. <laughs> we had death-free um, tacos the last yeah, time you were here, right? Yeah. <laughs> During when my power was out, I came here to shower. Yeah, that's house. right. I don't know if we talked about that on the pod. Did we? I think uh, we did. Maybe. I think we did. We talked about the storms. Yeah, but we, we didn't talk about the death-free tacos, though. No, we yeah. didn't. <laughs> but I was, my power was out, and I was stanky from helping <laughs> get fine. my neighbor's pigs back in his barn. And I was literally like, I need to shower somehow. <gasps> like, I cannot go to bed like this. <laughs> so Brie graciously, like, let me shower at her house and fed me food. <laughs> that's what friends are for. I know that's so true. It's also the evening, so Brie has her glass of wine here. Oh, I'm so excited for my wine. Yes. It's not like, it's so funny because um, Brett's like, okay, do you need it or do you just want it? And I'm like, it's fine, honey. I just, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I want but it and I need it. And I saw something today. Um, do you follow my therapist says yeah. on Instagram? Okay. So the thing today was the therapist asked, so how do you deal with your problems? And then it's me opens a bottle of wine. Yeah. And the therapist is like, no, <laughs> but I always joke. It's my therapy. So I say, or I say like, just befriend an animal that needs a home or adopts an, an adopt. An animal, yeah. Like. That's another good therapy. Yeah. Puppy therapy. We call it. Yeah. I don't know where Rosie went even. Yeah. Where are you, Rosie? Rosie, mm-hmm. our mascot. Hopefully she's around here somewhere. She'll show up. I guarantee it. Let's get to our bachelor talk, bachelorette talk, because it was the finale. And then after that, we've got some other things we're just going to chat about. Some fun ones, some Twitter ones that we always love bringing up. But first, let's get to the bachelorette finale and let's just hit the ground running and see what we got to say about this, because it was crazy. First of all, I want to say that Brianna and I read the spoilers. Yeah, we choose this life. It didn't choose us. We choose it. <laughs> um, I, like I've said before, I enjoy knowing. I enjoy knowing. I'm this way with any movie, with any TV show. If I know the show is coming to an end, I mm-hmm. will I will Google it. And I just yeah. prefer it that way. Yeah. I literally enjoy it better because then I prepare myself for what's happening. Yeah. It's a, like, otherwise I can't enjoy them, like, being in the moment. Yeah. No. I'm too worried about what's going to happen and I don't, yeah, I don't enjoy it as much. Totally. So we have known for a while that she picks Jed. Yeah, full disclosure, I almost, I did spoil it on here and you had to edit it out. We <laughs> did. We did a podcast a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I was like, oh, sh-. She started saying something about, well, once, well, Jed wins, but we know that, and I, I had to edit it out. Um, uh, it's not it was, so bad. It was funny. So we've known the shitstorm that was coming because we knew he was going to win. Mm-hmm. So that was not a surprise to us. I know some people who were unspoiled were still wondering, um, you know, if if Tyler won, um, maybe this would have been less of a big deal. Probably would have. I mean, it still would have looked shady, but the fact that Jed won is Mm -hmm. really what made it come to light so much. Well, yeah, and just the whole way that the whole situation, like, okay, here's an example of why I enjoyed reading the spoilers, because 
the episode where she meets all of their families, Judd's family, that was why I brought it up on that episode. Yeah. His family, like, their face was like, what the heck yeah, is going on? It made so much more sense. Yeah. And I forget where I was going with that, but yeah, um... I don't know where I was going with that. Well, that's why you like to read the spoilers, because that all makes so much more sense. Yeah. And Hannah even said, I don't mean to jump around a lot, but when she was, we were seeing them. I have them, so many thoughts right now about this family. I'm like all over the place in my brain. I know. <laughs> but we, Hannah even says when she was, like, breaking up with them on camera or whatever, um, she even says, like, it all makes sense now. Your mm-hmm. family, why your family was so kind of cold to me. She's like, it all in reverse, like, makes mm-hmm. sense. And I agree. That was something where, like, reading the spoilers or seeing the spoilers i agree as soon as i saw judd's family acting like that i was like mm-hmm. yeah because they know literally just a couple weeks ago he brought another girl home yeah so i mean i think like like you were saying it would it have been as big of a deal if probably not but just the fact that i mean it doesn't change the fact that he's still like a really shitty person yeah. because he didn't um the whole time that that still would have meant the whole time that he was like quote in the running he was lying through his teeth, basically. Yeah. And it's funny because he was, like, chastising Luke P for, you know, not being... Being a bad, quote-unquote, bad person. Yeah. And um, the first night with Scott, right? That was yeah. his name? I always want to call him Steve. I don't know why. But Scott, the first night, he went home because he had a girlfriend. John had a girlfriend, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing we should talk about, too, is, is Peter... Because people were grouping Peter together with yeah. Jed. I was having a girl. But no. Maybe no. Wait, did we talk about well, that? No. Well, let's talk about Peter because he got sent home first. So the first yeah. night um, Peter gets sent home, we see him go home. So the, the first night of the finale, he mm-hmm. comes out and they chat with him. And first of all, we hear that um, they didn't just do it twice. They did it four times. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, a little bit too Talk about but... some stamina. <laughs> um, so we hear that, which was funny, and it was they laughed about it, and it looked like they were mm-hmm. they were enjoying the moment and enjoying just being there and mm-hmm. laughing back on what had happened. So that was good to see in that regard. They did not bring up his, uh, you know, problem or mm-hmm. tiff with his ex girlfriend, which I think is good. That was good. Yeah, it, like it was such a non story. Yeah. So. The story with Peter, I think, was that she quoted this girl. He, quote, unquote, broke up with her to go on the show, um, which I think that they broke up. From what I saw, they broke up in December and he started filming in March. Yeah, so it was like, quite a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that's not a year or anything, but that's way that's not like a month either. So and the other thing is, too, he broke up with her. Jed never broke up with this girl. Mm-hmm. He told her he'd be back. He's like, wait for me. <laughs> he wrote her a love note and slept with her the night before he left Yeah, for the show. And so, I mean, say what you want about Peter. I, I don't think it damages his character at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't think you can group the two at all. At least Peter broke don't up with her. Don't you just love his parents? I do. In the crowd. His mom was, like, so proud of the fact that her son <laughs> just, like, boned this girl four times that in was, one night. It's a little weird. It I was a little uncomfortable for me, even. I don't think my parents, my parents would definitely not My parents would like probably that. be so red in the face. Mm-hmm. She was, like, all for it. Yeah, and his dad, all his dad, too. But, yeah, it was just kind of, like, oh, this oh my is uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. And, like, why even bring it up? Like, it was already funny, and now it's, like... Did you see her Twitter? I think it was on Twitter. She was eating four windmill cookies or something. Yeah, the Trader Joe's windmill cookies. Like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. That was funny. Yeah. The whole thing was funny. We we do love Peter, and I think Peter would be a great Tracer Bachelor. I think he has this real... I've said this before, but, like... um, just a really sweet like boy boy like face yeah and he has a real even in um even in the way he talks and stuff he has like an innocence almost to him mm-hmm. but then you find out that he did it four times in right? like 12 hours and you're like well baby he's not a little boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point i know he kind of feels like your little brother like you want to protect him and, yeah and that's why like the whole time she was breaking up with them i'm just like oh my gosh how can she do that and yeah, and so I mean, I he'll land on it. He'll be fine. Yeah, I I would love for him to be bachelor. What I do agree. you think? I think he would be really, really good. I but. think he'd be really articulate. Um, we've talked about this before, but the lead needs to be able to like command the show mm-hmm. and express their feelings and really like narrate it. And I think he'd be able to do that. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this before too, but he reminds me of Ben Higgins a little bit. Yeah, he's got that same kind of vibe going. So I think he I think he'd be great. Yeah, Ben Higgins is one of my all time bachelor faves. I love yeah. him. He is doing something. He's doing another show now. I wrote a good guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I just read he was doing something else. But I don't I, know. He's always busy. He has a coffee company. Yeah. That does amazing work. He's I, he's always busy. I, I really do like him. Yeah. He just and seems like an all-around good guy. Yeah. He's one of those people who I think has really used his platform for for good, I think, mm-hmm. in, most, in most cases, which I can't say the same for everyone else. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So that's Peter's finale. And then moving into the next day... Um, we see that she picks Jed. We weren't surprised by that. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you think of him bringing the guitar out? Um, I started screaming at my television. She, I wanted to borrow. Well, it was so stupid. And I think I texted you this, like, he couldn't even hold both of her, like, hold her hands, like, with both of his, which, you know, it's supposed to be, like, a romantic moment. Like, I thought it was really symbolic because he's holding his guitar with one hand and her with the other. And he's holding the guitar a lot more firmly than he yeah. was holding her. So it's, it's clear where his loyalties lie, I guess. It's kind of... I don't know. I was not impressed. Yeah, the <laughs> whole proposal, watching it, I think they said in the preview that it was going to be cringeworthy. And it literally was. Because you knew... <laughs> and right before they cut like off, Hannah, they had Hannah doing an ITM where she's like, it's Jed. It's always been Jed. He's just been completely oh. honest with me and he's given me exactly what I wanted. And it's literally, you're looking at your TV and you're just literally like, yeah, cringing. It's hard. It was really hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Agreed. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't talk about when her parents met both of them and the dog food jingle. Yeah. And her dad's face, jingle. how he was like, are you, you gotta be kidding me yeah. right now. <laughs> this is the guy that you want to marry. Then. Yeah. Her family was not about him. They were not impressed with him. I was worried that they wouldn't like Tyler because I feel like he, and he's even said this, like, love should be a slow burn. And I feel like it's really easy to judge him right away as this pretty boy type person. Yeah. And I I loved that her family embraced him so much. And I love that they saw right through Jed. Yeah. No, I, I also agree there was something... I mean, some would say maybe they weren't fair to him because of his career, but I think that they just, this. They, I just think they had a feeling mm-hmm. like it didn't, my brother always says like, it doesn't pass the smell test. So mm-hmm. like when something's off and you don't know why, but it just, it, 
like yeah go with that feeling exactly so like for some reason i think that to them he just didn't pass the smell test like he something was off about him and they could tell right away yeah whether it wasn't genuine or whatever it was but they were so not about him it was interesting hannah said something about how oh i knew this was how you were going to react or something to that effect and it and I just thought that was so telling. She anticipated that her family wouldn't like him. Yeah. So, red flag, but whatever. I do agree with what you said about love being a slow burn. Mm -hmm. That I think a lot of times, and I don't want to make this a gender-based thing, but I think a lot of times, you know, the women, the bachelorettes, have a much higher track record of staying with the man or, you know, that they pick than the bachelors do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, again, I don't want to make this too gender specific, but I think men sometimes have a tendency to get really caught up in uh, the person who grabs them hard and fast. Yeah. And um, which is great, that lust and that attraction and Mm -hmm. those initial things, but that stuff, not all the time, but it's usually not sustainable. Yeah. And I think that men have a tendency to be more caught with them that and women um, are just more introspective and think more about the slow burn process. Right. They're always showing that maybe the men journal too, but the women are always journaling and really examining like a lifelong partner where I think the men are, they get caught up in the physical a little bit more. I think so. It's just humanity. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But I I also agree that the best relationships, I mean, both of us were friends with our husbands for a long time before we ever... Um, you know, I had a relationship with them. And I always tell people that the foundation of Casey and I's relationship is that we genuinely just like each other as people. Yeah, you have to like each other before you can love each other. Exactly. And I was, I mean, he was one of my favorite people, even when we were just friends. Yeah. And it wasn't until a couple years later, but that's really what our relationship is based (laughs) on. And we kind of fall back on that when he does annoy me because <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite person ever, but there are things he does that drive me crazy. And it's yeah. like, I fall back on the fact that like, he literally is one of my favorite people mm-hmm. and my friend. Yeah. And you know, that's so important. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We're both. I'm going to get emotional. I, about know, our right? story. I just want to go hug Brett. I know. <laughs> Where are we? We're getting I don't emotionally know. lost. But Hannah, did, oh, okay. I will circle back. Hannah did not find that. No, (laughs) she did not find that. So we saw them get engaged and we even saw they had like um, one video, which was when they, after they got proposed, they, after they got engaged, they stayed in Greece for a couple of days, which was pretty kosher from what I've heard. When they get engaged, the final two, they stay wherever they are for at least a couple of days Mm -hmm. and they get to spend a couple of days together um, until they have to part ways and whatever yeah so we saw a video and they were talking about how happy they were and stuff like that and then we cut to hannah um i don't know if she was in her home or whatever but she had heard about the people article that was coming out and it led her to really questioning some things and Mm -hmm. she talked with jed about it and she just felt really betrayed i think yeah and she had said that he had told her about it what was two it days two days after. after what's the first of all two days come on dude you should have told her months ago yeah and it was a different like a different story yeah. than what the magazine revealed so then you know when confronting him further it's he didn't have his story straight and then it seemed like well what they showed on tv seemed to match up pretty well yeah but the way he he told it, even he downplayed he still everything. Still didn't, and he still didn't get it. Yeah, I know. 
I didn't I didn't feel like he was very remorse like remorseful. And then at one point he said, "Oh, I don't want to cry in front of the cameras." And she's like, Why? "Dude, like cry. Yeah. Like have a real emotion right now. This isn't some play that we're putting on for all of America." And I mean, it fortunately it, it wasn't like that real time stuff like with the Ari Becca breakup yeah. that they did. Um but it was still, it was kind of hard to watch. It was still pretty cringeworthy. And like you said, Becca, I'm sorry, not Becca. <laughs> Hannah said that um, two days after they got engaged, he told her, hey, I was seeing this girl before I came here. It wasn't a big deal. It was just casual. Mm-hmm. And I, we broke up, you know, a little bit before the show or whatever. So even upon hearing that, she said that she was disappointed, which I don't blame her. She's like, it, it wasn't a deal breaker. She's like, yeah, but of course, like it, it was a little disappointing. Like, just yeah. I didn't know that. And then as the people story came out and she kind of heard the details and I thought I listened to reality Steve's podcast with Haley Stevens, who's his ex-girlfriend and Jed never disputed anything that Haley said. He just downplayed it all. Yeah. So, um, he downplayed them going on a trip together. He downplayed meeting, uh, each other's parents. Mm -hmm. He downplayed telling her he loved her, Mm -hmm. like all these things. He didn't deny it, but like he, downplayed at all which is like a classic like deflection of responsibility Mm -hmm. yeah so the whole time he was like saying these things and I mean she would question him about something and he'd be like yeah that happened but like it wasn't a big deal like we yeah we went on a vacation but like all these other people were there and blah blah blah. and yeah I met her family but we just stopped by real quick and like (laughs) it's just like such a classic like deflection of the responsibility of like what you did it's so immature so that's not being a man and that's not a man that's ready to get engaged by any means no what really got me was and I don't think I we had known this but like he had women over in his apartment like while they were engaged yeah after post-show shooting yeah she kind of questioned him on it and we didn't they didn't talk about it too much but she's like why do you have girls over in your apartment throwing them into pools and yeah and and his response was we didn't even know those girls and it's like even worse yeah right you just have random chicks in your apartment it it doesn't that's not a good luck that is not a good luck and then I saw after so after the episode aired even like, he was on Instagram liking a bunch of posts where people were saying, oh, I don't, you know, I don't blame Judd because it's clear that Hannah wasn't willing to work through some of these tough issues, so way to dodge a bullet. And, oh like, he was liking those types of posts. And I was like, oh, dude. So I am I'm really proud of Hannah for yeah. getting out of it now. I mean, do it now before you're married. Like, yeah. you're always going to... Clearly, everything's, like, tainted now, like she said, and you're not committed to this person yet. So, yeah, I yeah. thought she made the right choice. Oh, totally. I'm so glad she did that. Yeah. His other response, too, like, when he was being questioned about Haley and his relationship with her was that he was also seeing other people during that time. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, she asked several times if they were exclusive, and he was like, no, I was, see- I was seeing other people. I was sleeping with other people. So his basically, like, his, like... His response to all that was just that he's a fuckboy, basically. Yeah. So, like, he's telling her all that, yeah, I was seeing other people. Yeah, I was hooking up with other people. And I'm like, so your excuse is that this girl who thought you were in an exclusive relationship with, who you told you loved, like, you were seeing other people behind her back, too. <laughs> it's like, you're looking, like, your yeah. response is that you're just a fuckboy. Like, and I don't get it. Like, uh, women, I don't get it. But yeah. uh, girls, come on. You know, no, I, mean, I totally have a agree. higher value of your self worth a little yeah. bit. But sorry, there was a cat hair in my wine. Oh, Imagine you can't that. Have that. 
Imagine that. There's no cat hair anywhere. I know. There's no never anywhere. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My house right now. I need to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really proud of Hannah for how she handled it. And mm-hmm. I agree that there, no one's going to go through a relationship. My parents have been married, uh, closing down on 40 years. And no parents or no, I'm sorry, no people go through relationships without ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But when the very, like, foundation of your relationship is built on a lie... And because everything in Bachelor Nation, quote unquote, happens so quickly, yeah. when you really destroy that foundation at the beginning, it's it's hard to come back from that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, if Casey and I went through a tough time or if he lied to me about something, whatever it was, yeah, we've been together, you know, five years. We've been married for almost three years. So yeah, like we take some time to fix that and whatnot. Yeah. But if the my whole relationship, all the whole time I've known him was just based on a lie, yeah, like, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah, like, like, he's got a second family somewhere. Yeah, yeah like, I didn't, and I agree with what she said. She's like, that's not what I said yes mm-hmm. to. And I agree with what, with yeah. that completely. Like, she did not have all the information. I feel like it was the first time this whole season where she realized her self-worth. Yeah. Because through the whole Luke P thing, she even said this herself, that she felt like she was a lot stronger. She was a better person than when she started, and she learned a lot about herself, and she knows what she deserves now. And that final act of taking off the ring and putting it on the table really kind of tied that up nicely. So. Yeah. I'm proud of her for doing that. And I can imagine it was hard. And she, my gosh, yeah. she even said, she's like, my feelings, he said he still loved her. And she's like, my feelings aren't the same. I don't, I don't blame her. It's so tell At the end of the day, she's only known this guy for eight, you know, eight weeks of filming. And then yeah. it's probably been, so four months, maybe it's been in between there. Can you imagine grieving that kind of relationship and just, Knowing that it's all going to be public very shortly. No. Breakups are hard enough as it is. Right? And it would be so embarrassing because I'm I'm sure she felt embarrassed because it's so public. And I thought she handled it all really well. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I'm really, I've been impressed with Hannah from the get-go. And I think she did a great job. And I think she's very, you know eloquent and she was even much nicer to Jed than I would have been. Oh, yeah. She even said she's like, I don't want to come down on you. I know this has been hard for your family. Um, but I I don't mm-hmm. want to do keep doing this. And she was so kind to him yeah. after all the shit he kind mm-hmm. of put her through. I would have been like, oh, there have been so many bleeped out things that I would have been you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so I was really just like impressed with that as well. Mm-hmm. She showed a lot of grace. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk about Tyler. <laughs> okay. Da-da-da-da. Tyler. I yeah. love Tyler. I love how they saved him for the end. Yeah. Well, I thought that was interesting. Like, so that's how we, they had to have known ahead of time what was going to happen because there's, otherwise there's no way they would have done and it. And I right. think, just, well, I think just ending the show on like a higher note. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's smart. And I liked that they did that because the stuff with Jed was such a downer mm-hmm. that they like, were like, well, we know that this will probably, there'll be nothing wrong here. Um, so I loved it there coming back out on stage. It was definitely, I don't want to say a little awkward, but there was definitely like Hannah, you could tell she wanted to, to see him, but you could tell she also didn't really know how to say it. Yeah. She looks so happy though. Like she did. her whole face as was soon lit as, up. As soon as he said, Tyler, see her face like lit up. And I was like, girl, you and the rest of America. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tyler himself. I mean, from his, like, the way he handled himself with her family to his, like, amazing proposal. I kept thinking, just knowing that he wasn't the one at that point, cut him off. I know, and she did. 
Eventually, eventually, I was like, oh my gosh. And like watching his heartbreak, that was like horrible. But throughout the whole thing, and even the whole time the show's been airing, he's been her biggest champion and supporter and just, again, way more kind than he probably, like, we wouldn't have faulted him for being a little bit bitter, I think. And, yeah. but just like, um, thank God, like, it's like the first guy in this franchise that. It seems like a decent person. We don't deserve him. Right? I re- there's part of me that really thinks he's too good for Bachelor, for yeah. the Bachelor like, family mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. And he's just got, like... And, I mean, he could have a fall from grace. That's my only um, trepidation here is that I don't want to see it go to his head. And I don't want him to turn into Blake. Or uh, I know. Anything like that. But you know what? Um, you know, Ben was... Uh, ben Higgins, like I said, one of my all-time favorites. He's a really good example of someone who took it really in stride. Yeah. And has chosen to use his platform for good. And, yeah. And really didn't have a fall from grace. I mean, him and um, Lauren broke up. But other than that, mm-hmm. we never saw him get, you know, like, be fame or attention. No, that's true. Wise or do anything yeah. bad. And yeah. He, so was, really, he was the first one to tell both girls he loved that. I know. That was so epic. <laughs> I remember when that was so, such a big, that was like the have, biggest scandal. I know. And now we have all this. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys, we were such little kids then. I know. There was so much more to come. I would love to go back and watch like the first season. I know. And just see how different it is. I wonder if it's on YouTube somewhere. I bet it is. It's gotta be somewhere. Oh gosh. We should hunt that down. We should. Oh my gosh. And we could like recap old episodes. Oh my now gosh. that we know in hindsight. Yeah. I think that was before reality, Steve. Yeah. It would have been. Like, that was, like, before Twitter. I know. Oh, my gosh. Life was so much simpler. So simple, yeah. But anyway, Tyler, what did you think of her asking him out? So I, um, yeah, so you could tell that she, like, wanted to do something, but she kind of um, tiptoed around it a little, and then she finally did it. This would have been my advice to her. They both put out Instagram posts, and she did something that was like, yeah, the drink will happen. No, you're not invited, blah, blah, blah. And um, if she really wants to make it low-key, then I don't think she should have done it on the stage. Yeah. Um, If she doesn't care, um, then I think that's fine. You know what I mean? But if she really wants to make it uh, low-key, like, just between them and really take the pressure off, then I think she probably should have done it backstage or something. Yeah. Um, But that's totally a personal preference. Yeah, I think she had to do it publicly for America. I think Probably. she felt like she owed people that because yeah. they had been with, we've been with her this whole, quote, journey. That's true. And so I think that was kind of her way of saying, hey, guys, I get it. I should have picked him. Okay, here, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, that's true. So that It's was, really one of those things where it's just like a preference type thing. Yeah. And you just. Oh, it definitely would have, like, personally, like, from, like, a classy standpoint, yeah, that's what she should have done. But yeah. I also, like, I get it. So, yeah. How do you think it'll go, or where do you think they'll go? Or I hope well, they go somewhere where it's like really low key and nobody's yeah, there. So, this is the deal. And this is what I was thinking too, kind of. I was like, so where do they go? She's going to probably live in LA. He's going to live in New York because he's a model. And that's a big hub for mm-hmm. models. Um, so, what I would do if I were them and they really wanted it to be low key is I would like call a place ahead of time and rent out like a room or, yeah. or have a, a spot where literally you can walk in. And you don't have to worry about people asking mm-hmm. you for photos. You don't have to worry about people trying to take your photo as you're sitting there talking. Yeah. If you really want it to be low, like low key, where you can just talk in and find mm-hmm. out what's new with each other, then like you need to like rent out a space. Yeah. 
or just reserve it. I'm sure you couldn't, you wouldn't even have to rent it out if you just went to a restaurant and was like, look, do you have a small room where we can sit and have a glass of wine in private? I'm yeah. sure they'd be like, shit, yeah. Like, yeah. you're the bachelorette, sure. Like, yeah. and even just people seeing them walking in together will get enough attention stirring, but yeah. then they'll still have that time alone. Yeah. That's what I would do. I think that's good. I think they just go back to his place. And, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in America's like, how did you not? Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. That's probably, honestly, like, why it could maybe work now, though. Yeah. Like, because they did have that really, like, pivotal night where they just literally just talked. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? I'm rooting for them. I, I'm rooting for whatever. They both seem very mature and very, like, down to earth. Mm-hmm. I hope they both can maintain that now that this spotlight is shifting. I think Tyler is now getting a lot of attention from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And he's got supermodels following him. I was gonna say Gigi Hadid following him, a lot of other people, you know, so he's getting this attention and maybe that will sway how he feels about being in a relationship with with Hannah or being in a relationship at all. And he's also a front runner for The Bachelor. Uh, Yeah. Maybe he decides that that's something he'd rather do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you just don't, you don't know. It's like, we have to wait and see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's always interesting. I feel like I've said this before, but now that it's done, I can like confidently say this was probably like one of the best seasons oh, ever. Oh, hands down. Hey, don't hands eat that down. Best season. Brianna's cat's trying oh, to gosh. commandeer our podcast. She just likes to eat cables. <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens and we will, VIP starts next week. That'll be a whole new thing, but um, Bachelor won't be announced for a while, which is fine. I don't typically, yeah. they kind of hold off on that. It's weird because like normally it's this time of year where it's like oh it's all over they get like super depressed but there's bachelor paradise so then i have a few more months till i get depressed about tv that's so true because then the bachelor starts up well the bachelor starts up again in january usually yeah so it's usually like what end of september to end of december yeah so yeah three months in there they need they need another show in there i know then they'd well, never they get a break. Well, they did games at one time. That's right. Yeah. That was kind of... Eh, yeah. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. That was like an Olympics special. Though, yeah. Right? They needed yeah. time to fill, so they just yeah, did it. was it. fine. Whatever. Anything else you want to say about Hannah's season of Bachelorette? Um, close it all off. Regarding anyone. Uh, team Tyler. That's team all Tyler. I Tyler C. Yeah. Oh, and please don't pick Mike for Bachelor. You don't want him? No. I. The more I like watch of him i just don't see how he can carry it carry it yeah i don't know i that's the thing i don't know that he got enough screen time for me to even make a decision yeah maybe that's true he did get some screen time but like i want to know that's why they always almost always pick someone in the top four because that person has gotten a lot of screen time they have a following so many exactly. people want mike though so eh, it's okay i'd be okay with it but i really want to see pete I think Pete would be a good one. We know it's not going to be Jed or Luke Pete. Oh, I mean, there's God. no way in hell. So uh-uh. it automatically eliminates What do you think is going to happen to Jed's music career? I, I don't know. So I was also thinking about that as well because I studied PR in, um, in marketing mm-hmm. in college. I mean, he'd be a PR nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know any... Um, I mean, maybe he already has a label, but if he has a label already, then I I would sit down with him and be like, look, we, we need to work on your image right now. Um, because if you're serious about this, uh, you're going to take a hit for a little bit, but we need to rebrand you. Yeah. And uh, whether you're going to be a better person or you're still going to be a fuckboy, I don't really care, but your brand needs to come off um, better. <laughs> and that's just like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I'd be as a professional. Yeah. Um, but if if he doesn't have a label or a PR firm, like, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't jump at that. Mm-mm. It'd be a nightmare. Mm-mm. I wouldn't want it either. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what his family thinks now, too. So true. Uh, so many questions we'll never probably know the answer to. I know. But I think he'll probably disappear for a while. If I were him, I would. him and Luke P both should mm-hmm. disappear. Luke P, I haven't seen anything from him, so. Me neither. Yeah. And I almost forgot about him because Jed's such a fuckboy. I know, right? Who's worse? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. They're both pretty bad. They're both pretty bad. Um, I will... Here. Here's the difference. Here's the big difference, and I'm going to say Jed's worse because I think Luke P. was just being himself, but I think himself is horrible. <laughs> I think Jed was trying to get away with something. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people who I think aren't my type of people, but they're just being their, their self, and I can, like, I can respect that you're being true to yourself, mm-hmm. and I think that's mostly Luke P. Yeah. I think he lives in a really small bubble, and um, I think he said some things wrong, but... I think for the most part, he's just trying to be himself, and that's kind of a conniving, mm-hmm. bad person. Where Jed, I think, was trying to be sneaky and literally trying to pull one over on everyone. Yeah. I don't know how he expected to get away with it, but he didn't, so. I think he literally thought it was just going to, like... Disappear. Yeah, which yeah. this is further proof that when you're in this Bachelor world, you're in, like, this little... Psych- it's, like, a, such a psychology mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We've talked about this from all the books we've read. Mm-hmm. You get so just caught up in this world, and then you get out of it, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating. I know. Such great TV. I know. Yeah. So there it is. Bachelor finale right there. We love you, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler. Keep in you. Please don't have a fall from grace. Please don't have a fall from grace. We love you. He is at almost 2 million followers, which is the most that any... Um, contestant has ever gotten. Oh my gosh. The lead. <laughs> I know it's crazy. And you know, I do love him. I love the way he comes off. I love everything he said has been perfect. But part of me, this is just so weird. This is just like me, but part of me doesn't want to be as into him because everyone else is into I him. Know. You know what I mean? I know. I know. So I'm like, I was a Tyler fanatic like when he was, when it was like, top 16 and I still was like oh my gosh I yeah. still love it you know what I mean now, every, now we're on the bandwagon literally we're on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and so part of me is just like meh he's alright <laughs> secretly I'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it first everyone oh my gosh that's like so funny that's like when like so I listen to Alt Nation a lot on Sirius like XM and there'll be a song on there and I'll like be obsessed with it and then three months later it's mainstream and I'm like I totally love that song before all of y'all but now I don't love it anymore because I'm not going with the crowd that's literally how I feel about Tyler I'm just like yes I'm obsessed with you yes you're beautiful yes you seem so eloquent and well spoken and I love everything about you but no because that's what everyone thinks now yeah so there (laughs) sorry we love you Tyler (laughs) we really do just kidding (laughs) I'll do other stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next topics because we have some other things we want to chat about, don't we? Yeah. First of all, um, it was National Mutt Day the other day. Woo-hoo. Woo! Shout out to all our mutts. Rosie. Oh, oh. Rosie. I don't know where she is. It's kind of We don't know where Rosie me. went, but Rosie. Rosie. Rosie's here. Rosie's our mutt. Yeah. My dogs are not mutts. They're purebred. Lila's still, she's a purebred rescue, but I don't have a mutt. But I hope to one day because I love how unique Rosie is. Uh, She's she's definitely like people always ask when we're out walking her. They're like, what kind of dog is that? I'm like, I don't know. She's a designer. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on. That's usually what I tell people. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I don't know. But she's a Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. So happy mutt day to all the mutts out there. She's probably sleeping somewhere. We love you. Rescued is our favorite breed. Yes. Yeah, as long as you rescue, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, 
Should, I mean, there's National Dog Day too, I'm sure, but I guess we just celebrate mutts. There's actually December 2nd is also National Mutt oh, Day. There you go. There's it's also, so special that there are two days a year. There's, there's also, also a National like Rescue Pet Day. Yeah, and then there's like National Adopt a Shelter Pet Month, and then mm. there's there's like so many things. I love but it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Animals should be celebrated, so that's they cool. They should. All right, so let's see. What else should we move on to? What we, this one Brie came up with, what made you think of this? What we look for in a leader? What made you think of this? <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of examples of poor leadership recently. Yeah. And I think that, um, it just, I don't know, it just kind of got me thinking. I, I don't think I read this one. A lot of the ideas I get from Twitter is trending stuff. Yeah. Like, cause you, actually you told me that and yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff on there. But, um, I don't know, this one, like, Brett and I were talking about how, um, like, you know, it, it's hard to find people that exemplify the qualities of a good leader mm-hmm. anymore and you think about history and there are so many people that have just are just naturally like meant to be leaders yeah and George Washington shout out yeah Abraham Lincoln <laughs> even and yeah. it, I don't know I think I don't know if it's like our current like I don't want to get like political or anything but I I don't feel like there are a lot of leaders even that people really rally behind anymore yeah. And um, so I guess the one, the one that came to mind as, like, not so much what I look for in a leader, but, like, a leader that I respect a lot is probably, like, Gandhi. Yeah. I, I think he's, like, the ultimate leader for me. Oh, my gosh. My cat's biting me. I got to go lock her up. Okay. But you talk about yours. So this is what I think. When I think of a leader, I think of someone who is honest um, and transparent with the people that they're leading. Um, but I also think of someone who, like, is honest with their shortcomings and maybe just like where I, I don't know I don't like when when leaders pretend to be perfect or whatever like none of us are perfect um so I like I just think anyone who can be transparent and honest breeze back anyone who can be transparent and honest about just the truth of the matter yeah um I really value people who are genuine and I I mean I want a leader who I don't want a leader I'm not going to follow someone who blows smoke up my ass, who yeah. tells me wonderful things and does not deliver. Someone who, um, you know, just is not genuine about anything they're saying. That's not someone that I want to be led by. Right. And I, as I was getting my leg bitten off before, I had a thought and then I got distracted, obviously. But um, the reason I think of like Gandhi or, or somebody like that is I think the qualities that I really look for in a leader is somebody that isn't scared to get down on like their followers level or mm-hmm. like do the the dirty work or there's somebody that like doesn't have to be on a different level mm-hmm. necessarily or have an ego or put themselves like on a pedestal and it's somebody that's um not afraid to roll up their sleeves get a little dirty and do the work alongside of the people that and people respect leaders that do that yeah 100 that practice what they preach that it's more than just the words it's the actions and um, I guess, I don't know, I just, I can't really think of anyone in this, like, like modern political climate that I really, like, think does that. Yeah. I don't know. No, and I mean, I think politics is one that we always think of. We yeah. always think of political leaders. and but even, like, business leaders, like, yeah. Steve Jobs, I feel like, was a really good oh, business leader. Yeah. And I guess, like, Bill Gates is, uh, there's a couple that come to mind, but these yeah. are all people that have put in the work and still put in the work. Well, obviously, Steve Jobs, he's passed away. But you know what I mean. Didn't work while they were alive. Yeah, I agree. I think some of, like, our culture nowadays, just the lack of face-to-face that we have now. Mm -hmm. We're all behind our screens, and that's just the way society is. But I think 
uh, the face-to-face -face contact and things like that, the human contact part of it, that helps to build, you know, leadership qualities. And yeah. um, when we have our phones and we can kind of hide behind them, it, it it's a crutch. Exactly. It's a crutch where we could be developing these interpersonal skills and these leadership skills. But because we have our phones, it, it's, yeah, it's just something that we lean on and it takes the pressure off. So I do think that um, good leaders are going to be harder to come by as, yeah. as um, technology advances. But I do think that the people who are really meant to lead, you know, the cream will rise to the top and those people will go out of their way to do what it takes to, you know, lead, whether it's in their business or just their followers or whatever it is. I think those people will rise to the top. Yeah. So you yeah. never know. I don't know. Just something I was pondering lately. Yeah. I love it. That's so cool. Okay. Here's a, uh, a Twitter one we got from Twitter. I want to fill this one in. I hate when people ask me. Bree? Have you lost weight? Ooh. I hate, I hate that one. Do you? Yeah. Oh, have you lost weight? Like, what was I like fat before? I mean, what am I supposed to take yeah. away from that? And if somebody with, you know, eating disorder passed, it's not a question you want to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one that I hate. So this one's um, unique for me because of baseball and just how crazy our lives are. But I hate when people ask me, um, like, what I'm doing now. Oh. Or, like. It's so hard to explain, I think. Exactly. So. Or even, not even as much as where we live, but when people are, like, when I see people who I haven't seen in a while, and, uh, but they're, you know, I have a small hometown, and they're like, oh, so what are you doing now? And it's like, it's, I just dread answering the question because it's such a long, drawn-out thing. So if they don't know, then I have to explain to them that I'm married a professional baseball player, and then they have questions about that. And then I have to explain to them that, no, we don't own a home because we don't, we move three times a year. And then I have to explain to them what I do for a career, and I have to explain to them that I can't have a nine-to-five right now because of all the other things in our life and so like i just dread when people so you just like, want to like print out a sheet that's like okay here here's yeah. my speech like <laughs> yeah i know it's like when you're at certain points in your life like right before college or whatever everyone's like where are you going to school yeah and when are you getting married and when are you having kids and we've talked about some of those before on here but yeah it's like you get bored of the repetitive i think yeah. of it so um another one i hate is people always ask me well what do you eat because I know I don't eat meat. Oh, because you're, yeah. And I don't eat, you know, dairy or anything like that. And um, so people are always like, well, what do you eat? It's like, oh my gosh, I you eat. think you just eat lettuce all day or Yeah, something. like I haven't had a salad in months, like, yeah. and I eat very well. So obviously I, I eat um, death-free curry. That's true, <laughs> death-free food. Yeah, that would be annoying. I don't get too much of that when I tell people I just don't eat meat. Yeah. And then I, I tell people I'm plant-based. And yeah. A lot. Of, sometimes, sometimes I'll get that, and a lot of times I tell people it has. It's really not that hard, and no, I don't think it has been. No, it's not. It's not hard at all. And honestly, like I probably eat more food than I ever have. Yeah. It's just better healthier. quality. Yeah, it's better quality food. Better so, nutrition. Nutrition. Oh, I get so sick of explaining that though, because it's the same speech over and over. And and I guess I shouldn't say I always hate it because a lot of times it is an opportunity to educate yeah. and advocate. So it's not that I always hate it. So if you have asked me that and you're listening, like, I don't hate it, hate it. It's just, you know, be, some people are real jerks about it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, some so. people say it in a condescending way. Yeah. In, like, a judgmental way. Yeah. Okay, so this one I want to talk about. There was a story on Twitter about a couple who never picked a side of the bed. They never had, like, a determined side of the bed. They just did whatever they felt like that night. Ugh, and no. Brianna is like cringing right now because, and I, I'm not cringing, but I could not imagine just like guessing which side of the bed I was going to every night. Like, what? What? Like, I can't even, 
think about okay like you guys obviously travel a lot more than we do but like even when we go to a hotel or something we always have the same side of the bed and sometimes it drives Brett crazy because he he always has to be closest to the door because he feels like he has to protect me which is really sweet yeah but I'm on the left side, he's on the right, and I don't care where the door is. Like, I have to be there, otherwise it's weird. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, we hold hands, like, when we're falling asleep, and, like, it would would be backwards. Oh, my gosh, you guys hold hands? Yeah, we're kind of corny a little bit. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's really cute. Lizzie and I always have Lila between us, so we, like... (laughs) Rosie goes down by her feet. We have a whole routine, so... I mean, Rosie would be thrown off. Like, there's no way we could switch. Uh, Yeah, Rosie would be so... Well, like, the bed conforms to your body, and... Uh, I don't know. I will say that when we go to a hotel, we've spent a lot of time in hotels. And I was just in a hotel for um, the past weekend because I was visiting Casey. And um, the fir- one of the first things we decide when we go, when we get into a hotel, is what side of the bed, like, the other one is going to have. So it's definitely something that we don't, like, switch up what side of the bed that we're on. But we always decide right away, like, what side of the bed do you want? And he'll be like, I want X side. Blah, 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 and then we go from there. But I can't imagine just, like, willy-nilly picking. So you're not on the same side every night? So, yeah, we are. So when we're at, um, when we're at like, my parents' house or the cabin where we stay, uh-huh. my husband, he's always on the right side, and I'm always on the left side. Okay. Um, but then once we get to the hotel, usually it kind of depends. Um, but usually he's on the right side, and I'm on the left side. Okay. Um, and when our home in Florida, he was on the right side and I was on the left side. Okay. So I guess that's pretty much how we usually are. Yeah. <laughs> but we do always decide it right away and we don't like switch. After yeah, that. no, that's weird. Well, and I just think like you have your like bedside table with your stuff on it, like yeah. a book that you're reading or whatever. And oh, that's just chaos. What were they chaos? Thinking? There is enough chaos in this world. We do not need to add that to it. <laughs> Seriously, people. I just can't imagine. I mean, let us know if you're as outraged by this as we are. Yeah. Because I think it's pretty outrageous. It, like, makes me anxious to think about. Bria's, like, literally sweating. <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's funny because I showed it to Brett, too, and he was like, what? what? <laughs> the madness. He's like, no. I love that. Creatures of habit. But. Okay, here's another one from Twitter. First phone nostalgia. What was your first phone? My first phone was a Razor. Mine too. Yeah. Circa. And, and Brett's too. Uh, gosh. Circa. I was a fresh. The end of my freshman year in high school, I got a cell phone. Yeah, same here. So that would be 2006. Um, Did my sister graduate? Yeah. So, oh, two, yeah, 2006. For me, it would have been 05 then. Right? Yeah, you're a yeah. year older than me. Yeah, yeah so five, yeah, that seems right. Five, six. Seven. And that was like yeah. the coolest phone there was. Yep. It was really hot to try. I had that phone for about 10 years. Oh my gosh, I didn't have mine that long. <laughs> 10 years. I had mine a while, but not that long. Yeah, it was by the time. It was still cool though, and it still worked. Yeah, and you still know what? The I was charge. one of the first people in my grade to get. Well, there were some other ones, but. Not many people had a phone, which is crazy. You don't think of, like, a freshman in high school without a phone. You'd be like, what's wrong with I know. you? I got it when, because I played softball. Yeah. So my parents needed to know, like, where, you know, I was going to, like, what time I was going to be done. Or, mm-hmm. like, practice would change sometimes. And and honestly, like, I don't remember what I did before that. Mm-hmm. Like, what did we do before that? Yeah. Like, do I just don't. How did you, like, tell people in the car when you were on your way? You know what I mean? Or yeah. if, like. Plans got changed. What did you do? I don't know. It just blows my mind. It really does. Huh. I don't know. We're just, like, mystified. This yeah. in the bed thing really has us mystified, you guys. Yeah. I'm still kind of shook up over that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So I was telling Brie before, a lot of people's first phone was that Nokia. 
Um, it's like, like a looks like, like a brick. Yeah. yeah, I always think of Seinfeld because on there they always had the car phone. It yes. kind of looks like a little version of that one. And then like the Zach Morris phone, that one's like yeah. iconic for yeah. being what it is. They've come a long way. We've come a long way. And now it's like every kid I know has a cell phone. And it's like nicer than mine. Uh huh. Oh yeah, definitely. They have like the newest version, and I'm like two versions behind. How do people afford that? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really into like like I know some people are just like as soon as the new Apple Watch, yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, I got it. And like I have never really cared about that. No. As long as my stuff still works, I don't really yeah notice. I'm due for an upgrade on my phone. Like I was like eligible, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Like I don't want to pay extra, and I just yeah. I don't care. Yeah, this one I think I'm going on year three. Nice. And I am. I've never. Your computer's old too. My computer. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Brie, for singling me out. It's not old. It's um mature. It's mature. It's antique. It really is. This is the computer that I got when I went to um, college. Oh my gosh. So she's nine. It it's ten years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's kind of like a testament to their like product quality, though. I will say I do a good job of clearing it up, making sure it doesn't get junked up. Yeah. So any, updating. Yeah, updating stuff, yeah. any documents that I don't need. Like I don't want a bunch of junk on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it did get sick once, and I took it to the Genius Bar, and they nursed it back to health. Aww, love those guys. Oh. Yeah, they've saved saved one of mine before too. Tried so. and true. Yeah, we love you, Genius Bar. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What's our next one? Um. I want you to talk about the book that you're reading because you have some exciting news. Yes. So, you guys, I um, decided a little while ago, but I just announced it the other day, I'm starting a book club, and it is specifically for personal development because I'm really passionate about personal development and wellness and anything like that I'm just really passionate about, and I like to read about it. And one of my really good friends, Gabby, is also really into personal development, and she'll recommend books to me, and I'll read it, and... She'll, we'll kind of chat and we'll be like, oh, what did you think? Or, well, you know, what was the biggest thing you got from it? And what she got from it will be really different from what I got oh, from it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really opened up my perspective just having that. And I'm like, well, what if, you know, there's book clubs all over. You know, Reese has a book, Reese Witherspoon, Oprah, blah, blah, blah. There's book clubs everywhere. But I'm like, what if I just had one that was about personal development and we'd all read the same book. We'd have a month to read it. And then we could just chat like in a really chill virtual type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, about what our biggest takeaways were or what we liked about it or didn't yeah, like about that's it. Yeah, that's so cool. What we're implementing and what we're not. So that was kind of my brainchild. Um, and I kind of, I just released it the other day. And the first book, I want you all to take part in it. It's open to anyone. The first book is The Alchemist. Woo-hoo. Have you read that? Yes, I have. I have too. It's, it's been a while though. It's one of those books that uh, you can reread every year and probably like. Oh, it's a classic for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know how this, you know, the story ends and whatnot, but there's still so many nuggets of wisdom in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I figured that would be a good one to start because A, it's not very long. Yeah. And B, it's it's really a story. It's not, um, it's not like a, you know what I mean? Yeah, Academic. more of a narrative than a exactly. research based. Yeah. So I figured that would be a good one to start for anyone. I don't want to overwhelm people and have them read like. Yeah what is it emotional intelligence 2.0 oh my right gosh away. i've read that it's really good really yeah is it actually, no actually it's it's pretty easy to read really actually yeah yeah so i mean i kind of have grouped personal development but wellness in there as well because yeah. i'm really passionate about wellness in all forms you guys know that i'm a consultant for arbonne which keeps me covered and yeah. the health aspect of it but for me health is more um whole circle so uh, mental, physical, um, 
relational, financial. There's so many other parts of wellness that need to be included. You could be the healthiest person in the world, but if you're depressed or, um, you know, whatever it is, that's not wellness. Yeah, there's so there's like so much of just a wealth of information out there that of like good quality books that cover exactly. all the subjects. So this is a great idea. Yeah, so I'm kind of grouping wellness in there too. But again, that's another form of self improvement, just improving yourself. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I want you all to take part in it. Go to my Instagram page, Carrie.Gillespie. And there's just a little intro about it there and you can find out more information there or drop me a DM and we'll probably discuss it on my Facebook page. I haven't decided yet how I'm going to do it. Otherwise, we could do like a virtual Zoom or uh, I'm kind of still toying around with that. I have all months, so I have a while to decide how we're going to talk about it. But I was thinking of maybe just starting a thread on Facebook and just being like, this was my biggest takeaway. I'd love to hear what you had to say and we can yeah. all bounce ideas off each other. And Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. What are your... So that's... That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm reading. What are What are you reading? Tell me. Um, well, I just finished um, How Not to Die, oh, which, which was so amazing. Everybody should read that book. Really? Like, I, literally everybody should read it. It's, it, I mean, the title sounds kind of like, oh, okay, we all die, so whatever. But it's all about just, like, healthy eating and, mm-hmm. um, like, each chapter is devoted to a different disease, so, like, yes. How Not to Die from Heart Disease and it's a it's a MD that wrote it, and it's based on thousands and thousands of hours of research and studies, and um, you know, double blind clinical blah blah blah. So I mean, it's legit stuff. But yeah. he's a really good writer too, so it's just a really good read. And um, just for anybody that wants to feel their best, it's a great read. Yeah. And um, I mean, I I love reading about nutrition anyway. So for me, I really enjoyed that part of it. But he talks a lot about plant based living and. Um, he he's wrote the book because his his grandma was maybe I can't remember if I talked about this on the show because I I started it I think a couple weeks ago but his grandma was basically admitted to uh it, it wasn't hospice because she didn't have cancer but basically like she had heart disease so advanced that they couldn't do another surgery on her and she was going to die so she went to this um like clinic in California and it was like the genesis of plant based living really like taking off and um. Essentially, she just changed her diet. She was on her deathbed. She changed her diet, and she had entered in a wheelchair, and she walked out three months later, and she lived for another 30-some years. Shut the front door. Like, it's crazy, and that's what got this guy, and I can't oh, I got to look up his name now, but basically that's how he got into nutrition in the first place is because he witnessed his grandma's story. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, yeah, guys, so he writes all about it. Food is healing. I mean, if anyone doubts the fact that the food you're putting in your body can make that much of an improvement. The other thing is too, have we talked about the documentary Healed? I think, did we talk about that? We might have talked about it on here. Another one to watch watch, about the power of what you're um, putting in your body. Yeah, it's amazing. Dr. Michael Greger is his name. I don't know how I don't remember that, but um, so that one I just finished and that one I like highly, highly recommend and then I gotta mix it up. So I've been into like on a big nonfiction kick for like the last year probably but yeah. i'm reading um soda politics by marion nestle and it's all about um basically how soda companies are just kind of evil and oh my gosh. i'm not super far into it yet but it's it's really um she talks about like the the nutritional quote nutritional elements that go into or i guess it's all nutrition but basically how bad soda is for you and how it got to be so popular. I mean, it's really all in and marketing. And how it's probably addictive, right? Yeah. And I it, I think there's a chapter in there on, like, the, you know, 
mental type connection to it, but I'm not that far. I'll give you an update. Yeah. Next time. But yeah, it's really good so far. So, so interesting. I've got a whole list that I was I was telling you earlier, like I checked out a bunch from the library and they've just been sitting here and I feel guilty because I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody could be enjoying this and yeah. I just need to finish it, but it's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll get to it. So that's so cool. Yeah. And this kind of stuff, it's so crazy, but knowledge really is power ever mm-hmm. since I feel like you and I really took our um, plant-based eating to the next level. We've gotten really into just like educating ourselves. Yeah. Um, I want to know what I'm talking about so that when people question it, like I can have an educated answer. Seriously. I don't just want to be like, well, you're dumb. Like <laughs> I want to be like, well, actually, like one of the things, sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, go well, ahead. One, one of the things that like I was talking to a friend recently and she's like, well, I have a doctor friend that said that, you know, if you eat plant-based, you know, you're more or vegan or whatever, you're more likely to go blind. And what? I was like, <laughs> like, there's so much ridiculous information out there that... Um, I mean, doctors do not get enough nutrition training. And he, he talks about that in this How Not to Die book, too. Like, basically how nutrition is not the forefront of medical education when it oh, really no. should be. Medication is. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, because of how it's all funding and marketing and whatever. Oh, but sure. um, <laughs> Max is like, he's getting really passionate about this subject, too. Yeah, I don't know if that picked up. But like vitamin A you get from plants yeah. so and that's what would prevent you from going blind right. like that's good it's good for your eyes so it did not make any sense whatsoever she's like oh that's what my doctor friend said and i'm like ah like it's just frustrating so, yeah but knowledge is power yeah. and really evaluate and think about what you're putting in your body because it makes a difference on your health it does so not even your physical health but your mental health mm-hmm. it's like a proven fact that people who eat highly processed foods are way more likely to be depressed yeah. or have anxiety. Yeah, hormone imbalances. Hormonal okay. imbalances, yeah. So, and that the hormonal stuff has to, I mean, that has to do with infertility and things like yeah. that. Another reason why I think infertility is more and more common these days is because of all the shit that's in our food. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. And the toxins that are in our products and things like that and that stuff like definitely hinders stuff like infertility and hormonal things. Yeah. It's crazy. If you if you're not a reader, um, forks over knives and what the health yep. on Netflix are both great. Good ones. Good starter documentaries if you're curious. So. Yeah, and I agree. Those are easy, easily digestible. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can watch it in an hour and a half and get a lot of information. Yeah, so. you can, and maybe that'll spark you being more curious. Yeah, and then you can come to us and we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, we shall help you. Yes, <laughs> so we want you to live longer. We do, and we want more animals to live. Yes, death free. Yes, death free. <laughs> proud to be. There you go. We should. We should. Um, write a cookbook that's like the death free cookbook. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Brie. Thanks for being at my house. There you go. Thank you for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. It was so delicious. I'm glad you loved it. It's one of my favorites. I will link to the recipe so that everyone else can have death-free curry. (laughs) So good. Oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah. I hope you have a good rest of your week. And we just want to thank you guys for listening. We appreciate y'all so much. And if you are a fan of the show, make sure you like, rate, and subscribe and write us a review. And, you know, the more reviews we get, the more people can find us Mm -hmm. and the more people can just hear, you know, our message and what we're talking about. And hear about The Bachelor, hello. Let's not forget that. Bachelor Paradise. Hashtag VIP. So there you have it. If you were enjoying the show, please leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And we love you anyways. So either way, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Bree. We will see you guys next week.